Weekly on Dublin Digital Radio. Hi, I'm Lizzie, and welcome to Current. Current is DDR's weekly podcast covering a range of social, political, and cultural issues. We want Current to be a conversation. Send us your stories and opinions, and please get in touch if you would like to be involved. We'll focus on a mix of topical issues and stories that have faded from headlines and news feeds. Current is an easily digestible overview and your space to get some understanding. Tweet us at at currentddr or email us at current at dubbindigitalradio.com. Hi, Mike. It's called knocking, Chubb. Do you have a minute? Mike, level with me. I haven't led in over a month now. Tell me what I have to do to get to Baltimore. Why not try to get me something like this? Because this is totally at odds with the work that I've been doing, Mike. (laughs) It's exploitative. Then why are so many people watching it? The people you're so concerned about representing are the ones that are gobbling this stuff up. We're supposed to know better than them. That's pretty superior attitude to take. It's on the job description. You asked me a question, I'm answering your question. Well, so what, get some footage of some some fat people burning in a car crash and I'm on a plane to Baltimore, is that what you're saying? Now you're being a smart ass. What's your problem, Miss Chubbuck? You're a feminist. You think that the way to get ahead is by talking louder than the other guy. That's the whole movement in a nutshell. Oh. So you're saying that I'm not fit for a bigger market because I'm a woman? No, I'm saying that there's no respect for institutions of authority. You are the smartest person here. If you took half the energy you used to give me a hard time and just did what I'm asking you to do... I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. Jesus Christ, just make your stories juicy. In September 2017, News Talk was placed at the centre of a controversy when George Hook made remarks about rape victims and their culpability live on air during his primetime show. But when you then look deeper into the story, you have to ask certain questions. Why does a girl who just meets a a fella in a bar go back to a, a hotel room? She's only just barely met him. She has no idea of uh, his health conditions. She has no idea who he is. She has no idea of what dangers he might pose. But modern day social activity means that she goes back uh, with him. Then is surprised when somebody else comes into the room and rapes her. Hook's words ignited a national debate. The Dublin Rape Crisis Centre, who campaign and provide support for victims of sexual assault and rape, reacted angrily to his remarks, and they deemed them victim-blaming. Dil Vikramasinghe hosted the long-standing news talk programme Global Village. She condemned her colleagues' comments and would not present her show in protest at the station's handling of Hook. Dil came to Ireland in 2000 and has carved out a career as a journalist and mental health activist. She spoke to DDR's Current and we discussed victim blaming and rape, how her news talk show ended and her new podcast, Sparking Change with Dill. So Dill, welcome to DDR. We're really delighted to welcome you onto the show. 
Um, I suppose there's a lot to talk about because of your new podcast with Headstuff. It's the sparking change with Dill and I suppose the cancellation of your show with News Talk Global Village. Would you be able to kind of talk us through the sequence of events and how the new podcast came about? First of all, thanks so much for inviting me on your programme. Pretty excited to be here on DDR. Um, how it all happened, it was just, uh, it was very sudden. It was very, you know, I, like I, where I am in my life, just I think I think I like to start by saying I I have a two and a half year old and we just have a, a ten week old daughter. So I think a lot of people would know when you have one kid, um, it's great, but when you have two, it's like having twenty. <laughs> so so we're in that blur of you know adjusting to having uh, another child and a newborn and all the rest and. Uh, and basically, um, I've, I've forgotten the date. I think it's this, this 17th of September or whatever it was. It was a Friday. And, and I was a, at a at a charity luncheon. And someone came up to me and said, did you hear what Judge Hook said on air? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm at a charity luncheon, as you can see. It's like, there's horrible comments about rape and, and victim blaming. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's that sounds very serious. So I remember on the way home, uh, catching up on the on the news, and I was immediately shocked and appalled. It's like that this that, that he actually said this, you know. And I know in the past he said stuff before, and I was really surprised that he this time I felt he just went over the line. He went over, you know, um, the line when it comes to uh, you know when it comes to our duty of care as broadcasters to our listeners. Because uh, as a as a survivor of sexual abuse myself, I was triggered by wh- what he said because he very very clearly came across that you know, I, I like many survivors you know we were asking for it you know we provoked the the abuse or the the, the rape, so that weekend I, I was quite upset and I could hear I was checking the news and I could see there was the, this was it had become a national kind of scandal, and then uh, on two on Monday the program started with him apologizing and I thought that's not enough. And sure enough, everybody else felt the same. And, you know, then advertisers started pulling out. And then I contacted the station on Tuesday and said, look, I didn't feel comfortable to share the airwaves with him because I felt he, he should at least be suspended for his uh, for what he said. And I didn't want him to be out of a job. I didn't want him to lose his show. I just wanted him to be suspended until they figured out what to do. And I personally would have loved for him to have been suspended for a period of time maybe sent off to volunteer in, uh, in the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre or done some kind of training to make him realise the impact of the, the words that he had on, on not just victims and survivors, but just the general public. And then reinstate him, because I know a lot of people actually subscribe to what he said. So there was, I think there was a real loss because uh, there was an opportunity there for for as a, as a nation, as a, as a as a country, to have kind of advanced the conversation around victim blaming. So in the end, he was suspended on the Thursday. But I, I told the station I was um, going to go off air, and they were very supportive, very understanding. They will get you a stand-in presenter, no no problem. And then I issued a statement on the Thursday night, and Friday morning he was suspended. And the next week, yeah, we I went back on air. I met with management. And everything I felt was, I felt maybe the station had an opportunity there to, to learn from their, this mistake and then maybe to build on it. And went back on air, thought everything was fine. And then two weeks later, my show was cancelled. I was, I was called in to, to the office for a meeting, um, which I knew was never good news. Um, <laughs> Principal's office vibes. Yeah, exactly. Really felt there was something, even though I had met them the week after the, the event, 
uh, this time I was uh, I was asked to come in to meet the management uh, HR and and they said look due to scheduling changes we've decided to cancel your show and I was I was not expecting it at all because I thought it just the optics of it uh, just looks terrible you know and uh, even though they've said to me that it's scheduling changes I think it's quite obvious what pe- people are, are, you know, smart enough in Ireland to know what happened here. Um, and it's just like, for me, I'm happy where I am now because after 10 years in, in Newstalk, I'm quite happy to move on and now be introduced to the world of podcasting. But I am still very, very upset at how this has, this looks to the general Irish public, to victims and survivors of sexual abuse and violence, because I have been inundated I'm, I'm by th- like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of messages on social media, emails, letters. You know, I can't walk out on the street without someone stopping me saying what happened to you was horrible because, you know, and, and I think Fintan O'Toole very eloquently said that once, like this has become a part of Irish media history and think people will look back at what happened. They'll know that the man who made the comments about rape has his job and the woman who spoke up against uh, those comments has lost her job and no matter how you look at it it just looks terrible and it sends a very negative message um, not just to uh, people who have been abused or, or, or raped but just the general public because I think generally think I genuinely think Irish people thought we were better than this yeah no that's it's really really useful to have that background and as you said on your first episode of Sparking Change, Fintan O'Toole and Mary Coughlin gave really interesting perspectives on the whole issue because they were kind of involved in the wider controversy about George Hook's remarks. Do you kind of feel that episode one addressed the whole issue for you? Do you want to put a line under it? Or would you possibly revisit it in later episodes? Would you have George Hook on? Would you kind of address it in other ways. And somebody actually said, uh, would, you, would you not get George Hook on the program? And, and to be honest, I, I, th- I think it's too soon. I think it's too soon. And, and as, a, as a survivor myself of sexual abuse to actually, like I've, no, I've known George, George for years. I've been on his show countless times and we've debated about anything and everything from, uh, you know, from you know, from LGBT issues, marriage equality, you know, we've we've done all that. But there's something about this particular issue that I find it really quite triggering for me personally, uh, because my, I suppose uh, there is a few things here because I, my 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 first sexual experience was when I was a young, I was 14 years old, and it was the hands of an old man, you know, it was like 70 year old man. And I think there is the way when George made those comments, it has just brought back a lot of bad memories for me. And, and then as, as I said, because so many people have got in touch with me over, over the last few weeks, I think it would just be too soon to have me and George in the same room because I feel that hasn't, he hasn't been held, held accountable for what has happened. Like, okay, he's lost his uh, noon uh, show on Newstalk, but then we haven't heard anything else from him, you know, because I, I feel there's nothing, nothing has been done by, by maybe the station or by George himself to repair the hurt that they caused because that's that's what it was it was hurt and and it could have been very easily 
uh, you know, repaired if they had just acted more swiftly, you know. So I don't think it's like I, I did my my part by speaking up against it and by by openly saying that Newstalk, I felt, you know, the, the, the fact that they didn't have enough female pre- presenters ha- played a big part in George's comments well, because I think there's a culture that needs to be addressed. And that's not just Newstalk. There's a number of, uh, you know, when you look at Irish media, generally speaking, um, there's not enough women. For, for sure, you know. Uh, and then when you talk about diversity, it's not just women, we talk about migrants, we talk about people from the LGBT community, travelers, you know. So I think uh, people who are in media tend to be very privileged and therefore are disconnected with what the ordinary person is feeling. And I think there's, there's a, also a disconnect in relation to the power that people who work in Irish media have in impacting on the mem- mental health of our, of our listeners or the people who consume media. Great, yeah. I suppose another question kind of linked to that is with the start of Sparking Change, you're kind of standing on like the precipice of a new, a new adventure. Like how would you say that you're going to approach the tone differently to Global Village? Like, do you have a sense of how the two shows are going to be different at this time or it'll evolve as the months go on? Global Village was anyway, uh, um, a program that evolved over the years. Like it first started out, they wanted a migrant to present a show on migrant issues. That was what it began as 10 years ago. And um, and I remember even from the start not being comfortable with that format because I thought, you know, who's going to listen to a migrant giving out about migrant issues? Because let's face it, migrants care about lots of things, not just migrant issues, you know, housing, education, you know, economy, you know, we care about Everything that the Irish person cares Music, about. Music, culture, everything. Yeah, all of that. And then on top of that, of course, we care about things like integration and equality and discrimination, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so thankfully, you know, the guys in Newstock, and I'm very grateful because they did give me my first break. I went from community radio in Blanchestown to presenting a national show. They were very um, open to my ideas and they were like, look, as long as the numbers are good, you know, go for it. You know, so we expanded the remit of the program to include social justice issues. And then after a couple of years, I realized there was a massive connection between social justice and mental health. So so then we started talking about mental health because if he, cre- if he lived in a society that was inclusive and everybody felt equal and everybody could live an authentic life and go and reach for their dreams, I'm, I'm sure that there'd be very few mental health issues, you know, because people would feel, you know, uh, happy with their life. So, so I feel this time, because there's one thing that I felt we, Global Village didn't go as far enough as I'd like to, because it, it, was, it was about talking about social justice and mental health issues by speaking to the people who are affected by the issues. But I was hoping that it would also inspire people uh, who are listening to become change makers themselves. So that last bit about getting people listening to get involved and making a difference in their own community uh, is the one piece that I feel we didn't go far enough. And I think with Spark and Change, this is the bit that we are going to address. We're going to get listeners to actually link in with the, with the causes that we, we talk about on the show. Uh, and, and maybe, uh, you know, either not just, not just by, by, you know, them donating money to the charities or the causes, but them actually maybe volunteering or people actually coming up with ideas how in their respective communities they can address the issue of homelessness. And, and we have lots of ideas around celebrating ordinary heroes. I mean, there's people who are cooking, you know, meals in their homes and giving it to homeless people. Uh, there's, uh, there's people who are, you know, um, inviting people who are in, living in direct provision uh, over to their house for, for dinners. You know, so there's, these are unsung heroes that I think um, really uh, inspire 
people to, you don't have to be part of a big drive or a big charity to make a difference. Or can, a work organized event yeah. or, yeah. It can be the smallest thing. And I think, and, and it's just getting people to get involved with, with the project, with the projects that we are highlighting and then maybe, maybe inspire them to start their own projects. So I think that's where we're going to go with, with Spark and Change because hopefully um, we're going to make everybody activists. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Hashtag woke. Um, and is there any kind of group out there that you've kind of come across, even through starting Sparking Change, that you think they're doing some really interesting stuff in the social justice and mental health space or a trend that you're identifying as an interesting kind of change or a positive change? I mean, there's so many projects, really, because I, I love uh, that there's a great project called Young Social Innovators, you know, and that's all part of like um, transition year and how, you know, kids in school come up with these various projects with it, you know, addressing uh, the stigma around AIDS in a certain country in Africa or whether it's uh, homelessness or talking about consent or talking about, um, you know, pornography. You know, the, I mean, I think the, the island has a really rich, when it comes to projects and people wanting to impact this country and making make a positive contribution, there is plenty. But I feel um, it's not celebrated enough. I feel like mainstream media would often talk about the big charities, you know, the uh, the I suppose Kansas Saint Society. Vincent de Paul. Yeah, same as Nepal, Focus Islands. And of course, they do great, great work. But I really and they can lobby on a bigger scale because of their size. Yeah, exactly. But I feel real change will only happen when the when everybody collectively, like from homelessness point of view, if you keep thinking it's the politicians or we keep thinking it's up to the charities to to do something, it's not going to change. It's we all have to play a part. So whether you're a developer, whether you're you're someone just walking down the street, street and sees a homeless person, how 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 to interact with them? You know, do you would you give them money? Do you buy them a, a cup of coffee? Do you shake their hand? Do you you know all that kind of stuff? I think we can all work together. So I think there's a lot of projects like that because I think people there's I think there's a real um, tiredness in Irish people. It's like oh my gosh, we're still having this issue why are we still talking about this why why aren't we doing enough about it and and i think there's there's like a we're in an interesting place where irish people are like you know what i'm sick of waiting for somebody else to do something about it i'm going to do this i'm going to stand up and do something about it myself and if you listen to this please come on my show and talk about what you're going to do <laughs> that sounds great um so i suppose we'll wrap it up there thank you so much for your time it was really interesting kind of hearing about your exciting new podcast and I wish you the very best of luck with it. Thanks so much, Lizzie. That's no great. <laughs> Dale's podcast has focused on a range of issues and we'll leave a link in the show bio if you'd like to hear more. George Hook returns to News Talk in January at a new Saturday morning slot and has spoken about the backlash since his remarks. That's all we have time for this week. Thanks for listening to Current and remember you can tweet us at at currentddr or email us at current at dublindigitalradio.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on the Dublin Digital Radio SoundCloud.